Herald Headlines with Darren Mann. Herald Headlines for today, Wednesday the 13th of October. Families exhumed corpse fury. Three weeks after a Bloemendal woman was buried, undertakers attempted to remove her body from a coffin in front of her horrified children and husband. This after the 70-year-old who died of COVID-19 related complications was first buried at the wrong cemetery. And Bafana Bafana beat Ethiopia in push for World Cup finals place. For more details, visit heraldlive.co.za. Each one of us has a story to tell and a story to share. A story that deserves to be heard. A story that inspires, motivates and gives people a reason to keep going. A story about our triumphs as individuals and as a team. A story about our humble beginnings and what the future holds for us. A story about our heritage and that which brings us together. It is these stories that connect us. The Herald. Whatever you live for, we live to tell that story for you. We continue with our top story on Behind the Herald headlines for today. And it was on Friday, this past Friday, that the public protector, Busisiwa Mekobane, addressed the media regarding her investigation into money meant to be used for transportation for the memorial service for Winnie Madikizela Mandela in 2018. In the report, she concluded the memorial service money was siphoned to ultimately benefit Mabuyane, Public Works MEC Babalo Madikizela and the ANC. Joining us now from the Public Protector's Office, the official spokesperson, Mr. Opa Segalwe. Mr. Segalwe, good morning and thank you for joining us this morning. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Uh, and thank you also for the opportunity to give clarity on this matter. We're very much looking for clarity because at this stage, a lot seems to be lost in the mist and the fog. I'm imagining there's little chance of the Public Protector's Office coming out with a report like this following an extensive investigation without having solid proof. Can you give us the background? What alerted you to the problem and how the investigation progressed to the point where you came to this conclusion? Of course. So um, this was an investigation into allegations of corruption, maladministration and misuse of public funds by senior and executive government officials uh, from the Mbizana local municipality, as well as the provincial government of the Eastern Cape. Um, how the investigation came about uh, is that we received a complaint on the 1st of July 2019 from a certain Mr. Kolile Mashuguta. Um, and his complaint was entirely based on an article published in the Herald newspaper uh, around May 2019, where it was alleged that amounts of um, 2 million rand and 1 million rand had been misappropriated by uh, the provincial government working closely with the municipality and with the assistance of a local businessman by the name of Mr. Lonwabo Bam. Now, you will see that in that 115-page report, the public protector found that um, uh, about 450,000 rand of that 1.1 million that was siphoned out of the coffers of the public purse in the Eastern Cape 
went towards the renovation of uh, Premier Mabuyani's home. And this, uh, this was a private home, not uh, his official home. And uh, other sums uh, from the same amount of 1.1 million, uh, that is 350,000 rand and 280,000 rand, benefited uh, the current public works MEC, Mr. Babalo Matikizela, and the provincial ANC, respectively. Um, as you correctly pointed out, that 1.1 million had been set aside for the purpose of transporting or ferrying mourners to and from uh, the memorial service of uh, Ms. Madigizela Mandela, which was held on the 10th of April 2018. Now, Mr. Lonwa Bubam, uh, the, the, the businessman, he made it possible for his company, which goes by the name or trades under the name Mtombeni Projects, uh, to be used as a conduit through which the money from the municipality was disbursed uh, through intermediaries uh, to benefit Mr. Mbuyani, or Mr. Mabuyani, uh, pardon me, uh, Mr. Madikizela and the provincial ANC. And the municipal manager of Mbizana local municipality, Mr. Luvuyo Masaka, enabled the processing of uh, the fraudulent invoice from Mtombeni project, um, and, and as well as the payment of the 1.1 million to the company. I say fraudulent because uh, Mr. Mr. Bam's company, being Mutombeni Project, did not do any work uh, for the municipality in order to end the 1.1 million rent. Neither did the municipality procure any goods and services from Mutombeni Projects to end that amount. What happened was that uh, uh, Mr. Bam received a call from MEC Matikizela. This was back when MEC Matikizela was not a member of the executive. He was the treasurer of the ANC in the province at the time. He called uh, Mr. Bam and instructed him to uh, supply the municipality with an invoice for services that both of them knew that uh, were never rendered to the municipality. And Mr. Bam complied. In fact, he submitted uh, two invoices. The first invoice, uh, which was on the letterhead of his company, reflected items or line items that um, are associated with uh, the built environment or construction. For instance, if you look at that invoice, you will see some of the line items refer to TLBs and excavators and so forth. And then uh, on receipt, he was advised to revise that particular invoice so that it reflects uh, transportation services. This despite the fact that his company is uh, a construction company which has got nothing to do with uh, logistics or transportation kind of work. So he complied, he he. he, he he finished the municipality with that invoice and then through the assistance of the municipal manager, Mr. Masaka, that invoice of 1.1 million was processed and money was paid into um, the, the account of Mutombeni Project, which is Mr. Bam's company. And then a few days on, after receipt of that 1.1 million, he received another instruction from Mr. Matikizela in terms of which he had to disperse the money to several accounts. Uh, the money was split three ways, as I said, to a, a company that uh, was uh, involved in uh, 
a project uh, to refurbish um, Mr. Mabuyane's private home and then uh, to a company that was owned, or, or at least the sole director of that company was Ms. Mr. Madikizala's wife, and then to the fundraising account, bank account of the ANC. Now, we have got compelling evidence, um, sir, in the form of um, son affidavits, uh, companies and intellectual property commission reports, interviews with key witnesses, uh, copies of exchange of email correspondence between the key players in this debacle, uh, copies of the fraudulent invoices, bank payment notifications, uh, and we also subpoenaed records of the several bank accounts involved in the various transactions as well as uh, reports from the Financial Intelligence Center. So those are some of the documents on which we, we relied in order to arrive at the kind of findings that we have seen in the report. Mr. Sigalwe, it does sound as if you have compelling evidence. What should the outcome be? Should this be proven to be corruption? Should there be jail time? Should there be a fine? Should there be the paying back of the funds? From the Public Protector's Office point of view, how would you like to see this play out? Well, the public protector has, um, in the report, um, indicated the kind of remedial steps that are appropriate in the circumstances. Uh, firstly, uh, our review of the evidence raises a suspicion of the commission of a, a criminal conduct um, by several people involved. And the public protector uh, does not have jurisdiction over criminal acts which is why if you read the report you will see that uh, we rely on a section of the public protector act in terms of which once we come across evidence of criminal conduct we then should bring uh, that evidence to the notice of an appropriate forum that will take the matter forward and in this case the public protector referred this matter to the hawks who are empowered to investigate um, issues of criminal conduct especially um, those that have to do with uh, um, the, the, the Prevention of Organized Crime Act and the Prevention and Combating of Corrupt Activities Act. Um, and, and we have done so. The, the matter has been brought to the attention of the Hawks. And then we will be sharing with the Hawks our record of evidence uh, to assist them with their processes. But um, in respect of uh, the conduct of the municipal manager, who was the... The, the, the official responsible for processing that fraudulent invoice. We have made uh, findings of maladministration and improper conduct against him. And uh, we have um, uh, requested the Speaker of the municipality to institute disciplinary, he- disciplinary steps against him, including any other official that may have participated in that entire process. Further, the public protector has uh, referred this report to the Speaker of the Provincial Legislature in the Eastern Cape uh, to have the report tabled and then, um, uh, uh, you know, discussed within the the legislature so that uh, uh, the different political parties in that forum can hold uh, those who are implicated accountable. I must add that with regard to what the Hawks will, will do in this instance, um, should it get to a point where they believe that they have a strong case for prosecution and hand over to the NPA, the NPA has got divisions such as the Asset Forfeiture Unit, which can be called upon to uh, do the necessary attach uh, 
property and all of that, all in the name of recovering uh, resources of the state that were siphoned by. But I, I'm not suggesting that that will happen because those are independent forums. They must do their work without our interference. But we look forward to full accountability in this regard. Thank you very much. The spokesman for the public protector, Busisiwe Mkubane, that's Mr. Opa Segalwe. Thank you, Mr. Segalwe. Thank you, sir. So one of the big stories of the recent week, the public protector has directed the Hawks to investigate allegations that Eastern Cape Premier Oscar Mobiane received 450,000 rand to renovate his house. The public protector has directed the Hawks to investigate allegations that Eastern Cape Premier Oscar Mobiane received 450,000 rand to renovate his house. On Friday, public protector Busisiwe Mekubane released a report on her team's investigation into how money meant to be used for the transportation of people to a memorial service for the late Winnie Madikizela Mandela in 2018 was spent. The investigation came after Mtombeni Project Director Lonwabo Bom came forward in 2019 saying he'd submitted a 1.1 million rand invoice to the municipality, though he had not done work for it. The invoice, according to Bum, was made to appear that he had supplied transportation for Madikizela Mandela's memorial service. The EFF have said they would open a criminal case against Mabuyane, as well as Public Works MEC Babalo Madikizela and Mbizana Local Municipality Municipal Manager Luvuyu Mashlaka. Now, we have asked Mr. Bum and Premier Mabuyane to respond. They've declined to join us on the podcast today. But I'm pleased to say that the ANC Provincial Treasurer, MEC Babalo Madikizela, has agreed to join us this morning. Mr. Madikizela, good morning. Thank you. According to the reports we have, Mr. Lonwabo Bum alleged he was instructed by you to submit an invoice to the municipality for work that he didn't do. It's quite a serious allegation. We would love to hear your response and, and what action you're going to be taking in this regard. Morning, morning, Daron. Unfortunately, man, I'm not really in a position to comment much on the matter because uh, tomorrow we are filing uh, to the Bishop High Court um, to challenge the recommendations of the public protector because I am of the strong view that the public protector ignored the facts and uh, the evidence that we presented to her. Uh, so as such, I, I don't really want to comment about the case and uh, as of now, um, because we are applying for an agent, for uh, uh, filing for an agent application with the hope that in the next week or so, we should get a hearing. And uh, with our filed papers, everything will be there that I'm sure through the peer you'll be able to access and get the facts. But I must say, people were transported. I would be pleased, but in the meantime, I will provide you the number for taxi people who transported people there. In the meantime, uh, maybe if you can talk to them, they'll give you the the true facts of what transpired. Uh, I'm just avoiding uh, to comment uh, on the things that I might be uh, filing on the uh, on, on, on the high court in as, your court uh, action tomorrow. Sure. Yes, yes. So, so I, I, would, I would say, but when I want to assure South Africans, but there was a memorial service. There are videos. People were full in the tent, and uh, people were paid. 
and there was only one 1.1 million and that 1.1 million went to taxi people there's nobody who is owed i dare challenge anyone who can look on the other side say money was chowed and the people who are owed taxi people were not paid and there were no people at the, at the, at the memorial service as of now i'll end it there but i'm saying now I'm challenging anyone now to look on the other side of the story. Look for the taxi people who transported people. Request them to give them their account. I'm sure definitely the, she will see if they were paid or not paid. And then we see which other 1.1 we're talking about with the PP. But then, as I'm saying once again, I'll be filing tomorrow at the High Court. And uh, I'll be very, very glad to come to your studio next time after filing most probably after the court effect to re-clarify the matter that i'm talking about thank you but most of the information uh, definitely we will be submitting the same evidence that was ignored uh, to the courts tomorrow thank you is your court action separate to that of premier mabuyane or are you uh, jointly approaching the court for relief I'm told Uba he's doing my own. I'm not sure whether he might will be joined. I'm not really a legal guru. What I know, he is challenging the findings. I am also challenging. Right. Uh, on the, yeah. So to confirm, you deny the allegations that are made in the public protector's report. You're seeking court relief in this regard. Do you have any idea why Mr. Bum says that he was paid money for services that he didn't provide? Yeah, that's what I'm avoiding. You know, uh, on, 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 on at the right time, it will explain. It will it will it's self-explanatory the evidence that we have that we will be able to provide at the later stage. But once again, everything that is there is just a mere gossip, not very close to the truth. Hence, I'm saying, in the meantime, just call the taxi people, request everything because at least they are not going to court. And, and and then we'll check it from there. You call me afterwards. You hold me accountable. But I miss uh, represented uh, uh, the facts if I have. But I'm certain once you speak to the taxi people, for only 1.1 million that was availed by government that was paid to taxi people. But I'm saying, just talk to them. People that we all claim, but they were paid. Other people are claiming they were not paid. So I, I think in the meantime, whilst we're busy with the court processes, um, um, they will be the only ones now who can freely speak, confirm or deny if they were paid. So that then after that, when we can go to BAM and all other issues, uh, yeah. I appreciate your time. Uh, I know you have a busy day ahead of you. Thank you very much for joining us on Behind the Herald Headlines with Darren Mann. That's MEC Babalo Madikizela. Thank you, sir. Behind the Herald Headlines with Darren Mann, we continue our discussion this morning. We're chatting now with Jolene Stein-Kotzer. She is the Chief Research Specialist in Democracy and Citizenship at the Human Science Research Council. Jolene, a very good morning. As an analyst, what is your general take on the report released by the public protector last week alleging corruption by members of the Eastern Cape government, including Premier Oscar Mabuyane? You know, when we start looking at reports being issued, uh, the conversations around corruption, uh, potential findings around corruption, and also noting 
um, President Ramaphosa's very firm commitment to root out corruption and recommit to the principles of good governance. Um, I do think there is a very, very strong responsibility on the ruling party to really engage the findings, engage the report, and maybe start setting up certain um, things that they can do. For example, if there are allegations against a person who holds a very high political office, maybe have them take some time out um, up until the processes can be finalized. I think we have over the years really come to a point where uh, we find a narrative around, yes, we are going to root out corruption, but the action and the lack of consequence management um, around allegations of corruption, around mismanagement and undermining good governance leaves a lot to be desired. Jolene, we have, as we all know, local government elections coming up nationwide very shortly. Do you anticipate any significant fallout as a result of this report by the public protector? Although, if I look back, I would be inclined to say that history would indicate not too much. You know, I think we have already, to a large degree, started experiencing a fallout um, of a lack of political trust, a lack of trust in uh, government institutions, um, you know, whether it be provincial governments, national governments, local government level. And we find that expression in the declining number of voter turnout. Bearing in mind that in the 2019 general elections, we saw the lowest number of uh, eligible voters going out to vote, where just over half of citizens actually opted out of the electoral process by not participating. So I think the biggest challenge, especially for the ruling party, is going to be to get supporters out to the polls, never mind convincing voters to actually cast a vote, but rather to get voters to go to the polls. If you track, for example, an ANC strongholds within the Nelson Mandela Bay municipality, we have noticed that there has been quite a decline in voter turnout in, in ANC strongholds. Um, similarly, however, we've also seen a slight rise in voter turnout in what can be constructed as DA strongholds. So I think the challenge really for political parties is rather to get the voter out to the polls. Well, the 1st of November edges ever closer. We'll see what the outcome is then. We really appreciate you sharing your thoughts with us on Behind the Herald Headlines with Darren Mann this morning. That is Jolene Stein-Kotzer, Chief Research Specialist in Democracy and Citizenship at the Human Science Research Council. Thank you, Jolene. That was today's edition of Behind the Herald Headlines with Darren Mann.